What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. Who the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. So just chill out. You know, drink a Seven Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, num nuts? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. Tonight's going to be one of my favorites. Ryan, bear with us. We're going old world, okay? So uh, Adam has that Deborah gets red-pilled. So tonight we're going to do Ryan gets old world. So we're going to take you through an old world. And I brought two of my favorite Instagram and social media uh, old world accounts on. And unfortunately, my other guy casey from uh golden gate starport commands who is in san francisco in the heart of the beast right now uh can't make it because he's working but he would have been another one to come and talk old world so you know how much i love it i've been waiting to do this i've been chomping at the bit and i finally found the right people to bring on that i think can keep you interested Okay. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, this is one of those things that it's not that it doesn't interest me. There's people like yourselves that just know a lot more. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those top, it's such a deep thing. It seems like you have to be dedicated to it to actually like find new information on it. I'd leave it to the professionals here for myself. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear some things. Okay. So we have making her debut summer aka tartaria ann welcome how are you i'm good how are you good so are you starting a podcast or what eventually we'll get there we have to get you out there because i'm just saying between your instagram and 
it, it's awesome. So you, we need more out there. Um, so what got you into the Tartaria part of it? It was brought to my attention by a friend on Instagram, just put in my DMs as, hey, did you know? And I didn't at that time. Um, and it's completely taken over my life. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your favorite one? Like, like subject, niche, or, you know, mine is probably like Chicago World Fair or something like that. Ooh. The purpose of the cathedrals and the buildings what they you know their purpose how they played into the circuit board or the story or whatever it is because none of us truly know yep and that's something i definitely want to hit on tonight is the whole circuit board thing and i don't know Ryan, if you've ever seen the pictures but if you look at uh some of the layouts of the cities or old civilizations they match up with like computer motherboards and things like that and it's just it's wild. It makes you makes you think. You Even know? some modern cities, right? I mean, like just cities in New general York. Too. New York City, yeah, it looks exactly like a, a computer motherboard for sure. Yeah. Even going down, like you know, you have your little like vein looking things on these chips, and then those would be the roads, and then you've got like risen structures on these chips too that look like buildings. I know exactly what you're talking about there. So yeah, that's definitely something pretty interesting. Yeah. Sure. And you'll see the different sizes too, of the different components of the motherboard, right? Some are yeah. long and tall, like skyscrapers, some are shorter and wider, like your warehouses, your apartment buildings. And it's just, it's so crazy, you know, it could be, you know, the whole, and I know you've done episodes on the whole as above, so below thing. And it, it all could tie in who knows. Well, and we have the, we know for a fact that these things are set up like this on a chip for a specific reason, and it kind of makes you think if we're going to go down this this rabbit hole that these buildings would be structured in a certain way because of some greater purpose. It's not just aesthetically pleasing. There's got to be some reason, according to the theory here, that you guys I'm sure are going to lay out. Yeah, why certain buildings are a certain height, why they're laid out a certain way. All this shit. Well, yeah, and it all plays into like you were saying, all those pieces make the circuit board work right sure. so in in our idea of it you know and and old scary let's get you in here before we get going too far welcome my friend what's new uh you know i'm just kind of be honest i'm just gonna kind of just get straight to the point i know um <laughs> some of these people the two the two other guests you know are not as um seasoned in the subject but you know i've been mulling it over every single day for the last couple of years, just like um, Tartarian said, you know, you, you it kind of uh, consumes you, you know? And uh, I see a lot of people just hitting brick walls, no pun intended. And, um, or maybe the, the pun was intended actually. Um, anyways, about like, oh, well, who built these buildings? And here's another picture of, and that's like the aesthetics, I think is what brings people in because they see this beautiful building, they see the cathedrals, they see the bridges and, and the statues. And it's like, it ties in, I think, with a lot of people that are into like the vaporwave aesthetic, if you know what I mean, the whole like 80s synth wave thing and all that. And it's like, I, that's why I started doing those reels with the synth music, with the Tartaria aesthetic to try to like make it more contemporary and all that stuff. But what I'm finding is that, and this is where, you know, maybe some people are going to get a little, you know, agitated 
is that Tartaria is not the first ancient civilization. It's not the oldest. It's, it's, a, it's a stepping stone. And I think it just, it goes back to Hyperborea, to be honest. And it goes back to Argartha and Lemuria and Atlantis. You know, when I grew up, when I was a kid in the 80s and 90s, it was all about Atlantis, the lost civilization of Atlantis. And, you know, the, the time with Florida and the, that, that road that's buried underneath, you know, Florida, that's like the, what do they call it? Uh, the road to Atlantis or something like that. And it goes on and nobody really knows how long it goes because they've only found sections of it there in the Atlantic Ocean. But the point is, is that I'm kind of throwing my hat into the ring and I'm saying that I think that the Hyperboreans and the Atlanteans taught the Tartarians how to build civilizations and that they're actually one of the newest ancient civilizations, obviously older than the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans and all that kind of stuff. But there has to be something before the Sumerians as well, because we're taught that Sumerians, one of the, the Mesopotamians or the old, well, there had to be something before. That's a little too convenient, in my opinion, that we just magically, that just falls into our lap. Oh, here's Tartaria. And yep. what, I've, what I've found is, you know, there's a lot of, and maybe it's a little too early in the episode to get into it. We can get back to it. I don't know. But honestly, I think it's just a lot of gaslighting and a lot of, of, of flag posting, like this is ours and you, and you took it from us, you know, um, being the, the inheritors or the, the parasites and all that stuff. And I just, I think that's a little bit, uh, it's like, well, then what did these people do? You know? And it's like, okay, well, it's the, it's the Moors, it's the indigenous people. Well then why aren't there remnants of that? Those, those people still exist. And I just think that a lot of people that get into this, they get a little, they get a little frazzled on it because people say like, well, who built this, who built this, who built this? I think that there was a trade-off at some point with the Europeans. In other words, the Tartarians moved West to what's now Europe, the Eastern Europeans and the Indo-Europeans from uh, Northern India, as we know the Assyrians or the, um, the seafaring people, the Phoenicians, you know, they, they went to the Americas. You know, and we find the giant skeletons, the giant skeletons are Caucasians, you know, and people are, oh, no, no, put them back. And we've had these situations where the Native Americans and, and the indigenous people in North America want these bones put back into the earth and they don't want them studied. Currently, there's litigation with the University of South Carolina and West Virginia and also in Washington State where these giant bones can't be. The, 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 the information can't be released to the public because it goes against the narrative of the um, indigenous people being here for 10,000 years. These skeletons are 30,000 years old. They're seven foot to eight, nine, nine feet tall. And they're, they're, they're like Anglo. They're, they're European. You know what's funny and, about that, Scary, is that I was just listening to our buddy Ron Weed's podcast today, and he was talking about a similar thing with small people as well. With, yeah. you know, the little people that they would send off the bones to these, you know, national institutes or the Smithsonian. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden they would disappear. They, mm -hmm. they, they would be they would say, oh, we have no record of receiving those or, mm -hmm. you know, we don't know what you're talking about. That's a key to this thing. That's a key. Like, what do we have? We have bones, maybe flesh in Antarctica. Somebody asked me what was in Antarctica. I said bones and flesh. Frozen in the ice. under the ice, right? I mean, whatever's under the ice, that's all we have. So archaeology is a very important, but unfortunately, I don't think there's any mainstream archaeologists who acquiesce or subscribe to our 
uh, our theories or our, you know, understanding of this thing and they're being paid off or whatever by the Smithsonian Institute or, or you know, major universities. And it's, it's a shame because we could actually figure out who and, uh, and when Atlantis and Lemuria and Hyperborea. And we talk about, you know, alternative timelines and we talk about the history of, of the North lands, you know, the North pole, if you're into that thing, or just, you know, the top of, of, of the flat earth or whatever, you know, people want to go down that road. Um, and that's a controversial subject, obviously, you know, and I'm just beyond all that. I'm like, I'm at the point. I just don't believe anything they say, anything NASA, anything, you know, the mainstream, you know, government agencies. I just don't believe them. I don't care. They can show me all this stuff. I literally just don't believe them. And I have my faith and my faith is stronger than their lies. And it's like, if they want to call me crazy, I just don't give a shit anymore. Like this is funner. It's funner to think for myself, even if I'm wrong, which I don't think I am. It's still funner. Like I'm not seeking approval from anybody anymore. And, yeah. uh, but, but my, my thing with the Tartari and the old world thing is we go around in circles and nobody has the, um, the courage to say, Hey, you know what? I don't think that this was necessarily just the, the end all be all. I think it came from another, even older civilization. And the Tartarians were, were, were fortunate enough to spread that around the globe. But I don't think that they were the first, you know, yeah. and it, and that makes a ton of sense because I, I think you're absolutely right. When we get into this Tartaria discussion, and that's kind of where I wanted to start this, and I'm glad you came out just spitting fire, scary. I love it. Um, but the whole point of it is, is that this Tartaria, everybody thinks this is the be all end all. But like you're saying, I don't think so either. I think there was many civilizations before this. There's been many resets of yeah. this realm over over time. We've only been able to document a certain amount of them. Now, what makes me laugh at the same time, though, is that they're going to tell us what happened on this realm 350 million years ago. Like, come mm-hmm. on, guys. You, you can't tell oh, us what, what happened in, in the 1600s with absolute certainty right now. But you're going to tell us what happened 350 million years ago. So how about, how about 350 billion years ago? Yeah, I mean the whole deal. Let's go, yeah, we'll go to space too. But uh, well, the big so, the big bang. You know, why aren't we big banging all the time? Like it just happened once. Yep. You know why didn't it just keep banging off instantly? You know, like uh, maybe we have a big bang every every week or so, just once. That's all we need. Who was the just priest one. that cr- created that theory? The priest that came up with that theory? Because I mean, that's a strange um, thing, right there. He was his priest. name was his name was George something. His first name was George, and he was a Catholic. And he called it the divine spark. And the other people that were involved with it kind of hijacked it and changed it into the Big Bang Theory. But he was a Catholic and it was basically his explanation to try to get more scientifically minded people at the time to be more open to the idea of the divine spark, which he attributed to basically like the the days in Genesis, like on the first day he created lights, that would be the... Like something life. intelligent created all this is kind of what he was he still. Yeah. Out. He still believed in intelligent design, but the divine spark, AKA the big bang theory was his way of, of kind of um, pulling people over to the side saying you can have faith in God, but God created the big bang. Yeah. Dude, I mean, of, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say a lot of atheists don't know that, that the guy was a Catholic. 
Yeah, I, I love talking with atheists, man, because I think that they're some of the, uh, you know, most backwards people out there. And I, I nothing against them, but I think that it's crazy to be an atheist. You know, I, I mean, I'm agnostic, so it's not like uh, I, I know what the hell's going on. But to, to know and to put religion into the idea that there is no religion, I think that is, is goofy as hell. But you hit on a lot of stuff there, Scary. And, and I, I kind of wanted to ask all three of you guys, since you're all, you know, real into this shit. And I, I hope that I get three different answers, but I kind of have a feeling. And for the record, uh, you, people should subscribe to Matt's Patreon to see the video of this because of Tartarian's uh, gestures that she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> You're moving crazy, and it's pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, people need to watch this. But why is this important to you guys? Like, why, why is this something that, that uh, takes a lot of your focus and your attention? Um, I'd like to start with the female. I mean, if you don't mind, it just very, it's very uh, interesting to me. I've always been into conspiracy theories. Um, and I think this is the ultimate one because there's just so many layers. Um, none of us know anything. Um, and it's honestly all up to perception and perspective in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. Just trying to find out like what we come from, where we come from. Oh yeah. And okay. if we all come from the same place, and if me and you are even the same thing. Well, we're not. But, you know, we look we're... like we could be the same species, but there's some people out there that you cannot tell we're the same thing. And I don't care what that sounds like. Like the glazed over look in their eyes and like just the zombie like approach that they take to life where they're just staggering through the grocery stores. And, I mean, uh, well, NPCs too, but I was I was talking race. But yeah, NPCs sure. as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead, man. I, I, I'm curious. As oh no, I didn't know she was. If she was done with. Uh, I well, I got into it because I liked looking at atlases when I was a kid, like a lot. Oh, like I would just stare at the old Encyclopedia Britannica's too, and um, but mostly atlases. And uh, I I wanted to. I would just like look at you know lakes and and forest. I don't know. I was just really into maps. And I was a really like adventurous kid. Like I always wanted to go a little bit further on my bicycle, you know, every day. And I liked, you know, stomping through creeks and finding um, old foundations. And uh, so I had this, like, I should have been an archeologist maybe or something or anthropologist. But anyways, the point is, is that um, I grew up in a house and uh, Matt knows this and anybody's listening to my podcast with other people know this. I, I grew up in a house that was like conspiracy theories and alternative reality. All that stuff was like highly encouraged. Like my dad told me about all that stuff when I was a kid he was an interesting dude and everything. So um, when I found out about Tartaria a couple of years ago, it was just like, okay, this is obviously the next step in my journey because I've already absorbed everything about like all this mainstream stuff like JFK, moon landing, little green men, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it just seemed natural to me. And I also, I believe in uh, atavism, which is the idea, the concept, um, it's about 50-50 split in the scientific community that memories can, be, um, memories can be passed on through DNA. In other words, DNA carries ancestral memory. And my dad used to always tell me that I was related to Charlemagne or that we were related to Charlemagne. Uh, my dad was from France and uh, his grandmother or my grandmother was from Germany. So I'm half European. I was born in the United States, but my father was born in Europe. And um, I have just a lot of uh, respect for my 
for my uh, forefathers and for my ancestors. And we had to do so much to get here to this point. We had to kill and hunt and live in caves, supposedly, and all this stuff. So when I thought about the old world, I was like, oh, like that makes so much sense because I was into Egypt and, you know, Atlantis and all this stuff. So when I found out about like Hyperborea, found out about Hyperborea a long time ago before Tartaria. And that's when I started to put the pieces together. Like I was saying a few moments ago, like, I think that we, sh- we should have not stopped researching Atlantis because Atlantis would actually explain Tartaria. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you go down the hollow earth road, then you would go to uh, Argartha, you know, the inner earth, the land of eternal summer. And these are things that people spoke of, like when they have maps of what's now the North pole, um, they have these four islands at the top and you can find the maps. I'm sure some of these people have seen them. And that was Hyboria. Hyboria is, uh, is above the North. And then in the Roman empire, it was anything North of the Roman empire, which was basically anything they couldn't conquer, which would be like Scandinavia, you know, Denmark, Northern Germany, things like that. And these people had stories and they had, um accounts of these like wonderful utopian you know advanced civilizations similar to atlantis similar to lemuria which was off the coast of california and when that went to you know hell they all went to mount shasta and there's supposedly this the lost city of telos in in mount shasta you know and that's something yeah there it is that's it right there so what's up with that because that's like a real map right there and then we got the well, so what are we looking at for people that are just listening here well who's showing this this map. is me okay so yeah you can explain dude so this is th- i'm just trying to see which one this is this is the ah oh, shit i lost it i can't zoom in <laughs> all right so this is the what is deemed the Hyperborea map, right? So what you have, mm-hmm. what we're looking at is an aerial view and you're essentially looking down on what would be the North Pole in, in our, what we've been taught for the layout of the globe. So mm-hmm. you have one island in the middle and then around that, uh, it, it kind of looks like a donut, right? Surrounding it, you have four separate islands. And then around that, in a larger donut around, you have larger uh, what would be continents, right? Would, would they're labeled like Asia, um, and 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 within is where you have Hyperborea and and all of the different lands in the middle. And this is supposedly a a land at a point in time before one of these great cataclysms, and and then it became iced over. Now, what it makes you mm-hmm. think of, what other side of the realm is iced over well antarctica right so if you have these two areas that are both iced over that seem to have quite significance in the old world i mean that's part of the the deception that we're trying to uncover and figure out what the hell's going on here right because you hear all of these tales and even these old societies have these tales of these lands of of like uh scary mentioned hyperborea or atlantis or lemuria Right. And Atlantis is supposedly have existed uh, in between North America, you know, like the East Coast and Europe or Africa, somewhere in that area, even maybe down in like the Bermuda Triangle area could be down there. They don't they don't really know. But then when people talk about Lemuria, now you're talking about the other side. You're talking about over possibly a connection between 
Asia and the Western half of uh, either North America or South America, depending on how it was shaped. Because, I mean, a lot of us are taught or were taught when we were in school, right, about Pangea, right, where everything Mm -hmm. was together at one point. And then all of a sudden there was this, you know, the, the, what do they teach us the uh what are they called the plates tectonic and then plates. All drift right yeah right everything drift, shifts yeah. underneath and all of a sudden everything broke apart and but nothing we didn't keep anything from that right there were no people on on the world at that time supposedly it was just mm-hmm. uh animals and shit and so there's so many different theories. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, how many of them are true. I mean, there's some of them that have a lot of, you know, you start digging into it, a lot of validity, but a lot of them also tie in together. So it's a it's tough to tell. Now, this gets us into like timeline discussions, right? And that's mm-hmm. part of, of Tartaria is is the the phantom timeline, right? Have they manipulated our timeline and added a thousand years? Have, was there a 300 year period um, that they just kind of rewrote, you know, they just copied the story and pasted it to a different people and changed the names. Um, no, exactly. And before we get too off subject, I just want to point out that there's a painting of Nostradamus and he's holding a globe with that picture clearly visible. This map here, in other words, Nostradamus is holding, he's either holding, I forget if he's holding a globe or a map. But this is the this here that what's on screen is what is the the uh, the subject of of the map that he's holding. So if we're to assume that the portrait of Nostradamus was was taken, you know, or was created, um, then he was holding it. So he had it in his hand. And so that would be in what, the 1500s when it was Nostradamus's uh, life lifeline. Uh was yeah, it, I think so. Was, That's when he's yeah, writing. He like sixteenth century, something like that. Sixteen, yeah, sixteenth century, aka the fifteen hundreds. So, I mean, this is a legitimate thing. Like somebody mapped this out. This isn't fantasy. No, you and know, people. Say, it even yeah. says who did it down here. Uh, let me see. If we scroll over, it's by. Jeez. Oh, Gurdum. 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 Uh, it's almost oh, like Mercator. Boy. Yeah, it looks like his middle name is Come. Is yeah. that it? <laughs> no, that's like it's Latin. Graduate with a cum load, you know. You graduate yeah. cum load. Cum <laughs> That's wild. It's, it's, it's it's Latin, but yeah. Um, and we can see how these I other. See, these and, other... And, and one amazing. Sorry, scary to interrupt, but one of the that's amazing okay. things when you zoom in, look how detailed this map yeah, yeah. is. That's okay, pretty. so it's not like they just drew these imaginary lands here. No, where are all these cities? What happened to all these cities here? Like these were all, yeah. and look how close the continents are to the supposed pole. And we have the latitude and longitude. And, you know, I mean, we know that there's been changes. And then it also has that other island that was between uh, Iceland and, and Greenland. Oh, or was it between right Norway? Yeah. Um, well, it's also in detail in one of the corners. It's the the Ferrum. Oh yeah, uh, and then yeah, the Setland. There's that See, one. They, they're the same places. They just have different names. Yeah, that one. Yep. But there's also um, up here. That's that nope. one. And what is that style of like the wings and stuff that's around there? Because like I, I know that there's a style for that. Like there's got to be a name. Like you know how pinstripes is a style like uh, of art. 
What mm-hmm. is that style flourishes. of art? What is that? Those are called flourishes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, it reminds me of, like, the artwork on dollar bills and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah, and it has yeah. almost like that, uh, what's the, oh, Jesus, the symbol, the saint symbol. Third least. Yeah, the saint's logo, that floor. Okay, yeah. so. Has, uh, that floor One more floor. time. Sorry, uh, Tartarian, what was that called? You cut out just a little bit. I didn't. The style of call artwork. It flourish. Flourish? A flourish. Okay. It's yeah. art. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's it's very distinct and you seem to see it everywhere. See, I mean to me it seems like this could definitely be important like the traditions that these people would have had because you would think that and maybe I'm wrong about this, maybe I'm like, you know, 100 it's 180 degrees different in the way that I see it, but maybe the elite today like, you know, the queen just passed away, right? Maybe these people they carry out the traditions of these old school religions and these old school worlds, or maybe they're the exact opposite. I mean, what, how does it, well, I think that, like I think, politics? They, I think that they know about it and they keep it a secret because they're gatekeeping, which is cool. Like I do a little bit of that myself. Um, and they, they, to, to keep it rare, to keep it important. Like in other words, you know, what's, what has more value something that is hard to obtain or something that's easy to obtain. And that's how they treat knowledge. And that's actually a good segue to bring up a point that I like to bring up is that I don't think that we're the enemy to these people. I think that that's kind of like a martyr um, complex that a lot of people have, or they have a victim complex. I honestly, people are going to say I'm fucking crazy or naive or I'm coping or whatever, but I honestly believe that these elite, these, these controllers, these, these blue blooded people, I think they have way more respect for people like us because we actually put the effort into looking into this shit. Whereas your average NPC, you know, you know, whatever you want to call them, they don't, they don't even care. They don't even care. They don't, they're just so distracted with, you know, bread and circus or whatever you want to call it. I think that we would be, I don't know if we would be spared. I mean, we might be collateral damage if they had another great reset or whatever. But the point is, is that I think that deep down, they don't see us as the enemy. Maybe they see us as truth seekers or are you talking about, I'm talking about us. I'm saying people like us, people that that are like questioning reality, questioning authority. Why do you think people like Philip Marshall get killed? And, uh, you know, um, people like, uh, I forget the guy's name, Hastings, um, Michael Hastings, I think the guy that his car got driven into. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, there's other Michael Hedges and things like, yeah. And people get taken out and stuff. Well, you know, they fly a little too close to the sun. I'm not saying that we're invincible. Sure. I'm just saying that if they were given a choice of who they wanted to live on and to like, if they were like, okay, we got to continue the human race. Like we got to like continue to propagate. We got to like, whatever, who's, whose stock do you think that they're going to want? You know, someone who comes. I I think that they would want people that they can control. Right. No, but I'm talking about if they're, I'm talking about if they were going to create a utopia, a depopulated earth with only intelligent people, only, you know, healthy people like eugenics, you know, we know that they're into eugenics. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying if they were going to repopulate the earth, take hmm? us, honey, they don't want us. Yeah. I think this is why they marry their cousins and stuff. Right. I mean, they, yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I've heard that before. What I'm trying to say is it's a respect thing because I'm talking about if they're going to respect the opinion 
of these sheeple people or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, sure. They want them for to be slaves. They want them to do all that stuff. What I'm saying is if they were going to create a civilization like a Brave New World or a Gattaca or a Logan's Run, whatever movie or book you want to you know, do that because people like to do that kind of stuff too, is they don't care about those people. They don't really care about us either, admittedly. I, yeah, and I, what I I'm think saying is they, they have showed... a respect that we have the same thirst for because they like all this stuff too. That's why they guard it. That's why they keep it. If they didn't, if they didn't care about it, they would tell us all about it and say, don't, don't worry about it. So, so you're setting it up like a Lord of the Rings scenario, right? Like they have a know. ring and we're trying to get it from them. Kind of I, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like all that <laughs> stuff. I'm to be honest. Like I just, I look at it in reality. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying, just joking with you. No, I know. But, but I'm saying the in the same... reality, like we're intellectuals compared to the average person. We might be, you know, alternative intellectuals or something like that. But the point is, is that I don't think that they have such a disdain for us because they know we're never going to wake everybody up. All we're doing is waking people up that are already um, receptive to the message. In other words, some people, it doesn't matter how much crap that you tell them, they're never going to buy it. They don't even have the comprehension to even begin to be explained to. I'm saying that all this Tartaria research, all this kind of stuff is not exactly what they want everybody doing, but they can spare. It's not going to break the camel's back. And I think that if you had some of these people off record, it would say, yeah, like, you know, like we respect you guys a little bit more. We don't really want you telling everybody and we don't want this getting out on, you know, MTV or anything, but you know, like good luck. Like it's like when two warriors have respect for each, like they want to kill each other, make no mistake, but they have a code. And I just, I, I, I think that, you know, there's a certain amount of respect. Then they, they don't necessarily look at us the same as the people who aren't paying attention at all. It's interesting. Dude. I, I, I gotta say, I respectfully completely disagree, but I think that that's a very interesting take on it. I've never, I've never heard it um, articulated that way. So I, I, like you're saying the lizard people think of us, I respect that opinion very much, even though I don't agree with that, uh, that take. Well, who's the, who's, hold on, who's the lizard people? I don't know. I mean, the people, yeah, like, I don't know. Queen, Queen yeah, I know there's, yeah. there's it, like, it, like, there's, there's like demons. I mean, I know there's demons, but yeah, I mean, you're I talking about the guys. That, you're talking about the guys from Planet Draco. You're talking about the guys from the constellation Orion, the uh, Alpha Draconians. Well, that's Zeta Reticula and all that. Yeah, the shit Zeta. Well, the Zeta Reticulas <laughs> were supposed to be the Greys, but you, know. you two are talking Spanish right now. I don't understand a word of this. Yeah, you know, this is man, devolving. But I, I, I find it just it, it, that's like I said. That's a very interesting take. Um, yeah. That map that you were just showing there, Matt, reminded me of that uh, classic of mountains and seas. That was like my only kind of like venture into this old world shit um now yeah and i brought this up right because what i find interesting is is the this is one of the things that got me into this right into the whole old world and everything was first of all it was chicago the world fair when i saw that picture of the court of honor and you know the statue there and i'm looking at that and i thought it was rome and somebody tells me that's chicago in the 1800s I'm like, that's bullshit. There's no way that's Chicago in the 1800s. I'm like, oh, yeah, look at all these. They got like hundreds of buildings there that are all like this. And I'm like, holy shit. And then so I I got into the World's Fairs. Then I started getting into the maps. And when I started seeing that, like California, they had as an island in a lot of maps, you know, most of the Western North, specifically Northwestern U.S. was always blank. 
And then you start reading into a guy named Anatoly Fomenko. And, and for those that aren't familiar with Fomenko, he's a Russian mathematician. Okay, he's not a historian, but what he did is he used math to break down and find patterns in history that repeated, right? So he could match, he would match a, a an entire lineage from, say, the year 300 AD in, in one family. And then he would go and look at the Roman Empire from like 300 years later, and it would be almost identical. They would just change a few of the names. Some of the names and the reigns would be almost, it would be identical. So he, what he did is he, he was finding these weird things with history and he's a Russian obviously. So he does have a little Russian bias, but what he says is that this was part of, you know, what was, you know, the Tartarian empire, not empire, but, you know, the physical land of Tartary, which was Russia, you know, northern China, Mongolia, India. Uh, it got as far as, you know, east into, you know, Europe, the border of Europe. Eurasia. Yeah, essentially. And what he says is that that this empire or pe- these people came across the land bridge and were in most of Western, you know, basically west of the Rockies in America. And. The re- that's part of the reason why you have no maps. Not only the Europeans couldn't get there, they weren't allowed to go there. They, you know, these people would not let the Europeans there. They knew that there were these people out there. And that was always an interesting take that I, you know, I find interesting. And then you start looking into the history of some of this place. And all of a sudden in like Utah, I know, I know Summer, you've done some of the uh, Utah posts. I mean, some of the crazy buildings in Utah, like what the fuck? you can't explain them. you can't explain any of it you can try but none of it makes any sense yeah no and and there a lot of them are just founded right there's no mm-hmm. there th- that's the thing with the buildings is is the mystery is there's very few construction photos the ones that you do get are suspect at best because you can't tell if they're construction or demolition um and then you get into that they also had photo manipulation which i found crazy so white out the skies yes have you ever heard of vanilla Vanilla skies Skies. ryan vanilla skies no i've seen the movie okay so let me see if i can find an example of this but what they after you do that matt i i I hate to keep bringing it back to that map but i wanted to see if you guys knew about those those figures on the side no go ahead i'll I'll share this i'll share this with you guys and you can talk about the map go ahead well i was just curious if you guys knew about the the figures on the side like there is that as above so below idea to it and it looks like on the bottom there's some dude and then on the other side, what looks like a girl, and they're pointing at what kind of looks like an earth to me or a globe. And then at the top, I don't even know what the hell that is. It's like a group of, uh, you know, militants or something. But yeah, that's very interesting. Maybe it's like a cherub on the bottom, right? And then like a, a sea god. They both look like mermaids. Yeah, they're, they're sea creatures. They both have tails, like sea tails. Like if you one look, this like one has a sea tail back here. And then this one has one right here. All that stuff's real. Like that's I'm totally convinced that all that stuff was real. All those people, the people with the with the eyes in their in their chest, like the the no head people and the dog people. 
That, the, the no head uh, people with the eyes for the nipples and like the yeah, uh, yeah. belly button with the mouth, that was in the classical mountains and seeds. That was something that that I just kind of looked into a little bit. Supposedly the oldest like modern recording of like maps and shit like that. Like the it's a really weird topic. Are you familiar with that one? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, that's why I mentioned it. I was just Ooh. saying like there's, there's so much record. It's not just a few random woodcuts from the dark ages. I mean, there's a lot of. There's like one of them was a uh, tried to uh, there was a werewolf that like was a good werewolf or something in France and they wanted to make him a patron saint in the 1400s and they they oh, said he so was cool. they said he was a dog headed dude and he was uh, you know saving souls he was like a good werewolf or something like that I forget the whole story with that but that's like that's even on like Wikipedia but I wanted that's to cool. say something before we get too off subject about uh, flamenco was I don't know if you guys believe in um, synchronicity or, or serendipity or whatever but um earlier today somebody sent me a screenshot and uh it was actually um flashback to antiquity on instagram so i give him a shout out he sent me this screenshot here i don't know if you guys uh it's kind of blurry i'll just say it's um it says that uh flamenco based his works off of a different russian guy named uh nikolai uh morozov and he was a freemason yep so there's that Freemason connection there. So I thought that was kind of weird. I mean, this is on Wikipedia. So of course they have Flamenco as a, uh, as a, uh, what they call him here, a pseudoscientific theorist known for new chronologically. And based, that's, uh, yeah. But he, anyways, the point is, is that he based his work off of this other guy who was a Freemason. So I don't know. Well, yeah. And whatever. that's newly added scary. So that's one of those where I'm like, Oh, okay. Are they trying to, totally discredit oh. his shit and then there's by... the and then there's the chinese dude right now he's still alive there's the chinese dude i forget his name and he's going around saying that chinese people built all that ancient rome and ancient greece and and atlantic like basically it's kind of like take like tartaria but apply it to the huns and he's saying that chinese people built everything like europe asia africa the pyramids all of chinese people so it's like this we was thing you know, it's like this wee wuzzery. And that's what I was talking about earlier is that's what it is with Tartaria is these people are trying to plant their fork in the pie and say, oh, they took it from us. No, they took it from us. They took it from us. They took it yep. from us. Well, every time that that happens, who gets cut out of it is the Europeans, the Caucasians are like, well, then what the hell did we do? Like, if we're just parasites that came out of nowhere and then well, like, and oh, well, you, you guys were created by an evil scientist that had a fucking head like this big and there's drawings of him <laughs> and he was the evil lord you know zuzu and he created white people in his laboratory and it's like no dude hey man i ain't going with that man like i ain't gonna say that about you guys why are you saying that about me and this is where people are gonna go blah, 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 blah. i don't care anymore you know i think that like i said i think there was older civilizations and they spread their knowledge around tartaria is part of it atlantis is part of it hyperborea is part of it there was other ones what do you think the chances are that we don't know what came before us. Like we just happen to know everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to admit my ignorance and say, Hey, you know, I don't know what prehistory was. Yeah, that's why it's called prehistory. Cause we don't know, you know, and people say, Oh, well, but we had computers back in the ancient. Yeah, we probably did. They found that damn cash register with all the gears. They found a computer in the Adriatic sea. It's like 4,000 years old. It's got a damn microchip in it. Just doesn't work anymore. Cause it's all corroded. Yeah, and you see, what do you see in all those like ancient Sumerian and stuff? They're always carrying a bag or a tablet yeah. in their hands, right? Mm -hmm. 
It's like, you know, it's- why, uh, yeah, you, you want to like, you know, really like turn up the fucking heat. Let's talk about why the Germans in World War II were going down to Antarctica and claiming New Schwabenland or New Schwabia. This is up Ryan's alley here. You know, like or you sure. want to talk about why they were going to Tibet and trying to find the, the Tibetan monks. They spent millions of, you know, francs or uh, what they call Deutschmark, uh, you know, to, on that, on those expeditions to, to, to what we, we, we would consider Tartaria. Well, I think they're trying to find anti-gravity technology there in Tibet, right? I mean, is that, am I off base by, by thinking? No, I think that that's valid. I mean, they had those bell things with the swastikas on it. They were like, basically like airships or some type of what people, you know, we didn't start seeing UFOs until after World War II. The sightings of of UFOs went up exponentially because they had all those guys down there working on them. They're not ancient, you know, alien space. We built them. That's that's the reality. I mean, I don't believe in aliens. Full disclosure. I think all that stuff's man-made. <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah. is is this suppression of all of this stuff? Is it to hide what? Because what it sounds like you're getting at is this is all to hide the fact that free energy is 100 percent possible and it's feasible. Maybe the Tatarians and like all these other older mm-hmm. cultures had access to free energy. Yeah, that's one of the things, right? Like that's one of the items, Ryan. Like that, and that's where you get into the buildings, right? So the free energy is a huge component. It's part of it. Yeah, it's it's technology, right? We assume being that where we are now in the narcissistic and animals that we are, that we are the highest of civilization right now. We have the the highest technology ever, and that's not certain right there's there are there are buildings and stones that have been carved and moved and and made that we can't explain and we can't do it today so obviously there's been times where there's been technologies that have been uh, exceeded ours and it's just you know my interest in it and and i you know summer i want to hear your opinion on this too is i don't know where to go with it because i feel like it's just a giant cover-up you know, it, it's it's one cover up after another. It's a lie to cover up a lie after a lie. And, it, it, and, and you get to a point where the lies just all blend in and it's all bullshit. So what's real? I, and that's what I want. You know, I'm looking for is what, what's real versus what's not real. Like we're looking at this picture here and we're told this is a, a fire that happened in Chicago in 1871 that started by a cow tipping over a candle. Right. And it ended up burning thousands of buildings, killing a couple hundred people. And and on the same day, there was a a fire, so to speak, a, a couple hundred miles north in Wisconsin that burned millions of acres. And then across the lake on the very same day from that site in Wisconsin and from Chicago, uh, a site in Michigan also had a million acres burned. But we're told that the Chicago fire started by a cow tipping over a candle and that these three fires within a very close proximity have nothing to do with each other. So it's just, you know, there's layers to it and, and you start digging into it and you find lies after lie, And you're like, what the fuck? What is real and what isn't? And that's that's why I keep going with this, because I keep finding new things that are interesting just to show, OK, this is bullshit, guys. And you should know it because here's what we have. We have evidence A, B and C to prove it. 
And what yeah. we're looking at too is just complete rubble. I mean, it's ruins yeah, of it's concrete buildings. Yeah, we're not talking about like these aren't wood structures, right? These yeah. are concrete with steel frames that are just devastated. I mean, it looks By like 9-11. I mean, I think you might have used a picture like this to compare to 9-11, right, Summer? I mean, you've yeah. been banging it's those like out this week. I love those. Um, yeah, no, this looks just like 9-11. And there's no way that this was a fire. Hey, there might have been a fire this, but this was not just a fire. No. And this one was Chicago, and we, I mean, we can go to San Francisco, we can go wherever. They're all, it's just, it's insanity, like what happened, and it happens in every major city. So right? what's the theory then? Is this direct energy weapons back then, you think? Or, I mean, like, what is what is this? They had some sort of weaponry, right? There's some sort of, whether it was frequency, I mean... Look at the, this is again, this is Chicago. I mean, if you just look at it, it's what's what's comical is you have all this devastation, but yet you have these little wood shack huts that are still standing. I mean, granted, you mm-hmm. expect this big, massive mammoth that they really don't. I'm interested to hear the explanation for these, because at this time, these really shouldn't have been there. Who took well, these pictures? And where where they come from? I mean, they look they look to me they look like art of some sort. Uh, I, I'm not. It's not a positive thing. It's obviously it's massive destruction. But I mean, who took the pictures? Where they come from? And and all this stuff. This is like just my skeptic brain working. Um, there's not one person, not one soul on the street down there. It looks like. Oh, you'll you'll get you'll get plenty. Yeah, their favorite thing, Ryan, is to pose with their with their work right you'll Mm -hmm. get one guy in the picture with his hand tucked in his pocket you know uh it's all these you know just bizarre let me see okay so here's one this is from this is Is actually a person in that door frame there too okay this is from baltimore in 1904 okay again a fire and there's just this one random man in a hat and a dark jacket just posing. You know, huh. you, you got any you got any of the ones where there's still trees like they had, like in the California fires recently, like they have the ones from the 1800s where there's still trees standing amongst all this rubble. Like oh, the I, trees I'm, didn't magically catch on fire. I'm sure. Let me see here. I got about there's one. I think it's from Chicago where it shows a scene like this but then there's like a, a uh, line of trees that's fucking banana i mean is it crazy to say that these photos are altered is that just insane for me to say that no it's not because there's no sky there's no sky in any of these yeah i mean look at look at the sky right and what they do and and i i wish i had the video clip because i was just watching it today um because autodidactic was breaking down and that's anybody that's interested that's listening that wants to really dig into the old world stuff autodidactic is a youtube channel that does a great job with this stuff breaking it down but he was talking about the vanilla sky effect and what they would do is they would crop the sky out and like you'll oh. see it in some of these pictures where like there's it's not in any of these but like he would they would crop it along the edge of the tree line yeah, yeah, and Photoshop back then. Yeah, and, and it was, it really was Photoshop. Yeah. Well, look at these people in this bottom left one. The bottom left corner of this, these people are see through. 
Oh, that's just long exposure. That's the long. Yeah, that's because these are from the 1800s. So when it, it, it some of them took as long as 30 minutes. Wouldn't they be blurry, though? Like they would they be say. they'd be walking through like that person. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I'm I've um, taken some pictures. I've actually gotten in a couple magazines, not trying to brag here. But like a long exposure would I mean, these people would be um like there would be lines behind them, right? That that so, that right there, yeah. that one there in the bottom left corner, that denotes um, that they probably used uh, they had like a flash bulb back then. They had these like yeah, nitrate yeah. Uh, things that cause a reaction, and that's probably only about like I'd say to make it transparent like that, to make it like a uh, thirty seconds, maybe forty five second exposure. That's uh, I have a, a history or you know background in photography as well. I would say to get that blur effect or to get like that, like fog effect, it'd be longer. Honestly, when you use a flash and you do like a 10 to 30 second, 20 second exposure, depending on the aperture, that's when you get the see-through, but not the blur. And that's just my experience with that. And that would also explain why the sky is a little blown out, but I do agree that sometimes they would cut them out. And they also, it's nice when you find those rare pictures where they have the, uh, the airships, and those are rare. Like you, you don't see as many. I mean, you see like the staged ones, but when you see them in like casual settings, you just see this giant airship in the background. There was a lot more of those things flying around, I think. But for some reason, I don't know why, they started to cut those out. And I think that there is pictures, I've seen them, I don't know if they're fake or not, where they predate the official, ex- yeah, like stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But I've seen ones where they say this was, this was taken in a year where they weren't supposed to exist. So I think that those things have been around a lot longer. And, you know, we look at the sketches of Leonardo da Vinci, he was sketching them out in the 1400s. Now, I don't know if those were ever brought to design. Uh, They say that they weren't, but who fucking knows? You know, I don't. I'm just saying, I think some of the the war machinery. uh, I mean, they used to. Goodyear was pushing them up until the 80s and then you know oh the blimps yeah yeah they were pushing these things hard in I found a whole shitload of old ads on Goodyear airships I was like wow Mm -hmm. holy shit I didn't really think they were that interesting but blimps are retarded have you ever ridden in a blimp they suck I could think of about a million things I'd rather ride in other than uh, a a hot air balloon. You know, have you been one of those? Talk about a pointless ride. Yeah, hot air balloons like right up there with a blimp, dude. It's loud as shit. You got to talk. They said that these things weren't that loud. So these are different ones. Is this like it refueling or something? I wish I had. Actually, I have renderings. I don't know if I want to show those just because they're they are renderings, but. Uh, let me see if I could find the one I'm looking for. There's one here. These are fake. But there's one where they show the an inside of one, supposedly. That's fake as fuck. Could they fit quite a few people? Oh, yeah. They were like, they were saying it was almost like hundreds. Uh, those are just the different types. They showed one on um, that cartoon Archer. <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen that. But like the, it's like hydrogen that that powers these things, right? That they yeah, that they yeah that's what the Hindenburg was. Yeah, it like lights up. Well, they have. Yeah, they also show in in like old movies and stuff, right? They show um, like entire cities that, that are floating that were in yeah, like airship cities that just 
kind of floated around. So, dude, that's nuts. Yeah. And then I was watching, uh, I don't know if any of you have seen it, but I think it's like probably a couple years old. There was a movie called Mortal Engines. And it's kind of like a steampunk idea where yeah, where the cities drive around. Yes, you drive yes, around dude. in your city. And that's it, a Rosicrucian idea. Yep. That's so crazy. I didn't know anyone else ever saw that fucking dumb movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I catch all those stupid ones. But that's yeah, I love them too. With like airships or, you know, like there's this one. It's called Airships of Aria, I think. And it's like a 10, 15 minute short on, net, on uh, YouTube. And I love it. I eat the thing up, man, because it's got a little bit of truth. They're sitting there around a the globe and they're talking about it. And I don't know. I, I think there is some truth in this, but the the whole here, let me play this for you guys. And it'll I'll try and. Like get this where show what we're trying to show here for the people that are, you know, like listening and new, like kind of what tartaria is and uh like how it works almost it's you know what what we're asking here and what were kind of the general ideas behind it so this this video from stolen history guys and if anybody doesn't check out stolen history it's a great website they had a great youtube page it's been messed with multiple times but you can find some of their videos on bit shoot and odyssey still so we'll watch like two minutes of this uh because they the do a great breakdown. Saw the conquest of the last part of the Tartar Empire by the Russian Empire. The independent or free Tartary, as it was called on the old maps, was located until about 1870 directly east of the Caspian Sea in the territory of today's Uzbekistan with cities like Samarkand and Bukhara. However, Tartary is not mentioned in the official history of Uzbekistan. Anatoly Fomenko writes on the subject of independent Tartary. Unlike Moscow Tartary, the fate of independent Tartary is known. It was conquered by the Romanovs in the middle of the 19th century. Samarkand, the capital of the independent Tartary, was seized by the Romanovs' army in 1868. A few decades later, the Soviets, on behalf of the Cabal, destroyed large parts of the Central Asian remnants of the Old World in the name of Communism. The First Anglo-Afghan War, the settlement of New Zealand and Australia, and the gold rush in the American West also fall within this period. So what you have there, and and I like how he mentions the gold rush at the end, because what a lot of people don't understand with the gold rush, especially out West in America, was the major influence that the hydraulic mining had out there and the way they changed the landscape significantly. Like we're talking drastically, possibly flooding out cities, entire cities because of hydraulic mining. Mm. Yeah, and that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I think too about the uh, the people that we brought. You know, say the immigrants or whatever um, through Ellis Island, and they needed, in my opinion, they needed help digging this stuff out, like with like you're saying with the hydraulic technology, and we get in the mud flood thing, 
obviously connected to the old world and Tartaria, the idea that these things were buried for, you know, a certain amount of time and that they were, you know, well, who did all the digging up? Because if they were all flooded out, they would need to be dug up, right? And then the rebuilt because of the damage. Well, we know it wasn't the Tartars because otherwise we'd have evidence of that. And then we get into the idea that we had the Chinese build the railroads and all this stuff. And then people are like, well, the railroads were already here. The lines were already there. Like it was the Salt Lake thing. Where did all the bricks come from? Well, they were already there. They just fired up the kilns again. And, you know, I don't know if you've watched some of John Levi's videos where he finds the old, the old kilns and the old, uh, what do they call them, the, uh, the limestone uh, foundries. But how did we build those? If we didn't, have, like, it's kind of like a chicken egg thing. Like what came first, the brick factories or the bricks? And we get in the red bricks and the Roman concrete. And you talk to a mason, you know, a stone worker nowadays, they'll, they'll admit that, yeah, the, the old world concrete was different. There was something about it. We, we can't do it anymore. And that's why I said, it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire. You know, it doesn't matter how much money. If you tried to commission one of these old world buildings, it's impossible. Nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to take the bid. Nobody's going to take the job. They're going to laugh at you. Say, we can't build that. Mm. Say, oh, I got a, I'll, I'll pay a billion dollars for it. I want to, uh, to recreate the, uh, the Roman, um, what's that called? The, uh, the Parthenage or whatever. The, uh, oh, Parthenon. Like they have in Nashville. Oh, the Parthenon. Yeah. Like, you know, but I want it to be like, the, I don't want it to be plaster and, and chicken wire. You know, I want it to be like Roman concrete. Or I want to rebuild the, the palace at Versailles. It's, it's not going to happen. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a monumental undertaking that nobody can agree that they would be able to build it to spec. And that's like what pyramids. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, or the pyramids. Like how did they do this stuff? Right. They don't have, they don't have power tools, obviously. So, mm-hmm. you know, you look at things like star forts that are along these lines that have these amazing landscaping massive Mm -hmm. amounts of landscaping that's done so precisely all by hand you know and and, there's no and and there's no mistakes and there's where's the where's the rejects where's the ones that didn't like they just got it right the first time they didn't have any scraps they didn't have any any uh it wasn't like oh back to the drawing board it was like we just got it right the first time there's no Okay, so like you guys know about the cave drawings, like in Spain and, and southern France, there's the famous Neolithic, you know, where the guys are like hunting the buffalo and all that kind of stuff. Well, they noticed that there was like that was the gallery. That was where the good people got to display their work. Because recently they found tablets of, of sketches, of practices of those things. So the reason I bring it up is where's the practice buildings of what we would consider a Tartarian or old world building? There's no, like, there's no genesis to it. It's just boom, they're here. There's well, no. And the other thing scary is a lot of it's built on top, right? We don't mm-hmm. know what's below our feet in a lot of instances. Yeah, and that's they, what, and uh, yeah, exactly. They and that brings build me to... over, right? I mean, and that's what mm-hmm. some or a lot of your pictures are. These buildings are just built on top of old shit. Like they just steal the foundation from an old building and throw something up and 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 claim mm-hmm. it as theirs. Yeah, and I have a question for Summer too because she you know posts a lot of uh, photos of the the old buildings and stuff. Do you think that there's a certain romanticism in it, and that's what brings people into it? Is the beauty of it, the aesthetics of it, Absolutely. or do you think it's? Yeah, I think, I think so too. I agree. 
it's so beautiful. How can how can you not be pulled into some of these buildings? Exactly. And, and that's great because what happens, I think, is people have this natural um, draw. They have this natural attraction to the aesthetics of the old world. And we say, oh, we want to bring back. Like, so do we want to bring back the old world? Or do we want to just figure out, you know, who built it or whatever? But we have to look at the culture of these times. And these people obviously preserved it up until a point. But then we have this missing 700 years, you know, from 200 AD to 900 AD where nothing was built. Like no basilicas, no apartment buildings, you know, which existed back then. Uh, no major housing developments, no um, what we would consider, you know, royal uh, em- or, uh, estates or whatever. I don't like know. Castles is, or anything. Yeah. yeah, castles. Yeah, there was no castles built. Cathedrals. For 700 years, there's a, there's a missing 700 years between 200 and 900 AD, which, you know, people typically call the Dark Age. The Dark Age has never happened. What happened is we got robbed of time and it explained the disappearance or the transference of that power. And all I'm trying to say, and maybe it's not as heavy as I thought it was in my head. I'm just saying that the Tartarians got it from somebody else. There's no way that we just happen to have this fall into our laps. And I think the true very first ancient civilizations of any uh, meaningful technology or culture, that's what we're trying to find. Because there's unknowns, and then there's known unknowns, and then there's the unknown unknowns. And what we're really trying to uncover here is something that we don't even have a name for yet. In other words, what's in Antarctica, what's in the North Pole, blah, 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 what got sunk and is lying at the bottom of the ocean, all these kinds of things. But what it all comes down to is who, who was able to preserve it so that we could study it. And once again, we get back into that Eurocentric view. And I think that that's why a lot of people have a problem with this theory is it kind of romanticizes what we would typically consider European aesthetics, whether it's Rome, Greece, Germany, France, whatever. Yeah, it's the Gothic, t- the, the Ro- Greco-Roman yeah. look, right? And instead of just dismissing that and saying, oh, that's part of the conspiracies that we stole it from the Moors or we stole it from these people. I'm just saying, hey, like, what if we, 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 we inherited it? Okay, we inherited we inherited it and we preserved it until these other people, Rothschild, Rockefeller, Vanderbilt type people, Hearst type people, these empires, these modern dynasties of North America and Europe, these modern families that don't necessarily claim any right to the throne or any allegiance to, they're not royalty. They're just families that had a lot of money and they can move things around and all that stuff. But to take out the ancient, like, Magically, the ancient world, the old world, was not part of, um, like, the people who built it, just boom, just just off the face of the earth. It's like, we know that... that so that does that mean, are- Scary, then, that the buildings are older than we think? That, you, I think, you know, in the yeah. sense that they, they may be remnants of this big cataclysm now mm-hmm. there's debates as to whether it was one giant cataclysm like you know the flood that's mentioned in so many different cultures or mm-hmm. if this was a series of events that you know essentially you know if you want to look at it these buildings and and the way everything was set up were laid out in a sense along using the earth's ley lines you know uh 
energetic, gravitational, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, lines. And these buildings work together in an energetic system as a network, so to speak. Sure. Right. And as they destroyed these buildings one by one, they were breaking down this network and that harmony that came along with these buildings. Right. Because there was certain frequencies that some of these buildings gave off. You know, you look at the cathedrals Mm -hmm. and these massive organs with these certain uh what do you want to call them? Geometrically shaped windows. Sacred, sacred, sacred geometry. Yeah. That, that, uh, yeah, I think it, it's all just common knowledge. I, I think that people, uh, you know, five, six thousand years ago, I think that they just, they knew that it was like, yep. it wasn't suppressed until the 1800s. I think that that's the key here is that these but families what flipped it, right? Like what flipped it? We, you know, I have a buddy, Emmanuel Kingman who does the, uh, yeah, I've been on with him. Yeah. And he does the goodness over darkness where he talks about the millennial reign and how, Mm -hmm. you know, that thousand years and and Satan was unleashed. And that's once he was unleashed, that was when all this darkness started happening, all this destruction in the earth. You saw all these. I can go. I can go along with that. Yeah. Natural. I mean, look at the 1800s, the amount of natural disasters. I mean, I have a whole page here because I'm working on a thing of fires earthquakes you know like you look at the earthquake in uh new madrid in 1815 this this earthquake right they had a thousand earthquakes in less than a year period and Mm -hmm. one of them was so powerful that it made the mississippi river change directions and ran north for three days Mm -hmm. oh Think about that's the the mud flood. Yeah. Think about what would have happened in the surrounding areas. You're talking the ground is just shaking essentially for months at a time. And, and if you've looked into liquefaction at all, what happens is when shit starts shaking, the water starts rising. And if it gets to a point, then it starts forming mud and then it flows. And you either are going to have massive flooding of water or massive flooding of, of, of mud. And that's what we're talking about here is what you see in the 1800s is just this abnormal amount of disasters, destruction. Yeah, dude, I have so many questions and I probably forgot more of the questions uh, since like we, you played that video with the Romanovs, right? Were the Romanovs the ones that were killed in World War One? Pre, the ones that were assassinated. Yes. Yeah, they were they were killed to and let the Bolsheviks in before World War One. Uh after because they were losing World War One. He they were killed in 1918. So the, the okay, Russians so a year after it ended. They, yeah, the Russians were in the war, they were doing poorly. They the you know the people wanted out of the war, they wanted no part of it. These guys kept pushing it, and then they started turning on their people, okay. and then the people turned on them. So then according to that video with the Russians conquering Tartaria, right? That's what they said. Um, is it, it, it basically is the new world order or the old world order, which is one and the same at this point, right? Are they on the side of the Tartarian culture or because like, are they going because clearly they're going against Russia right now, right? Are they trying to hold Russia accountable for going in and conquering Tartaria? Or is Tartaria the same as Russia? This is the part that's confusing to me. See, I don't think there's remnants of Tartaria left, right? In I Russia? think 
Tartari has essentially been buried. I think what you're dealing Absolutely with now not. is Kazaria, right? You're okay. dealing with a whole different animal. That's that's a that's a different remnant. I don't know well, what you guys think. Yeah. Jewish people. Yeah, the, I don't know the people that hide behind Judaism. Yeah, they're basically you know they're 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 like Jesuits in the sense that they're just you know they're skinwalkers. They just change shape to fit in with any crowd, and you know Demons. then they eventually take it over and ruin it. Yeah, demons. Yeah. Um, what's it's funny about yeah. Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan and, and those places is if you look at them nowadays, they have these crazy big cities. They're all lit up all the time. They, they seem to have infinite energy because they, they're big cities. The capital of, I can't think of the name right now, but the capital of Kazakhstan and the capital of Uzbekistan or Uzbekistan, they have like these crazy looking town centers. They're lit up all, all the time. Well, that's like Turkmenistan, right? Turkmenistan, yeah, Turkmenistan is like a all ghost those, town. But it's all done up. Like it's ready yeah. to be inhabited. And then there's the ghost cities in China that they've already built. And there's nobody yeah. living there. It's like they're anticipating a situation where they're going to have to move millions of people, whether it's because the Three Gorges Dam breaks or one of their other many dams. I mean, we know that that's China's Achilles heel is their dams. Like they well, that's millions. America's too, because that's yeah. where a lot of our insulin is created, and a lot of our our pharmaceuticals are are yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, that, unfortunately, that's that's what's transpired. But I mean, we you know create a different subject there. But I mean, the point is, is that we've gotten to a a kind of a crossroads, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, we all love the aesthetics and the romanticism of the old world, and say, oh, isn't it? This is all. Well, what are we going to do to try to preserve what's left? and say, we need to start building buildings like this. Instead, we're building these commie block brutalism, you know, straight line. And we see that a lot in America, even in the suburbs of America is all this like straight lines, metal, you know, um, we're, we don't do like any kind of really elaborate crown molding anymore. It's all like, it's like, I'm going to- Rick is rare, right? It's Eurasia. It's Eurasia. Okay, I'm just going to say it's Eurasia. When you start to- take out the aesthetics of architecture, people start to become more nihilistic. They look at a door and it's just a flat slab with a very simple handle. You don't think about it, but it's taking away beauty wherever they can. They take away the beauty from the buildings. They take away the beauty from the the fashion. You know, look at the way that these people supposedly dressed in the old world. They had these ornate dresses and these fancy suits and top hats and all that stuff. And people say, oh, that's all controller shit. That's all parasitic shit. It's like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You know, people put a lot more yeah. time into how they wrote, you know, their, their cursive and their calligraphy, their stationary. Look at the bedrooms of these places and people say, oh, that's all, <laughs> that's all evil stuff. That's all bourgeois. It's like, they're tr- I see a division occurring. I see a schism in the community where some people are like, we don't want that. That's bad. In other words, we believe in the old world, but we don't want to bring it back. And then there's other people are like, oh, bring it back, bring it back. If you want to bring it back, then you got to solve the homeless problem. You got to solve the drug problem. You got to solve the violence problem. And those are all mental illness. Those are all from the the programming. In other words, you're never going to have a population that can appreciate the aesthetics of the old world when they've been programmed to just want dopamine and excitotoxins from their food, like MSG and aspartamine and all this shit. Like, People in the old world, it wasn't bad. You watch these movies and they try to tell you, oh, you're going to die from the plague or you're going to die from a toothache or all bullshit. The fucking 
serfs of the of the uh, what's it called the uh, the uh, feudal empire, you know, the feudal system. Those guys got more days off than us. Yeah, like they had more vacation time. Yeah, they had to farm for the king, and the king came and took a portion of their crops. And blah blah blah. It's kind of like a weird hybrid of capitalism and communism. But the point is, is that they it wasn't all like they didn't have a rat race. There wasn't a nine to five grind. They didn't have mortgage payments. They didn't have all this stuff. No, because scary. They lived in sync with nature, right? They they worked with nature, whereas we just take in in our society today, right? Our whole system is built on consumption. There's no yeah, worry about about you know working with the land. But or I'm anything. I'm talking about the Middle Ages in Europe. I'm talking about the kings and castles days. I don't think it was all like people living in mud and 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 it, no. like hovels. I, I think I that think, they were living pretty well. Yeah, I think you had look at the building elite, right? I think you had your elite and they lived in these beautiful estates. You know, they lived in these buildings and then you had your peasants, right? You had your people like us who were living outside the walls and we were living in our tents or we had our I little wood cabin. I still think that they were better off. I still think. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah they're they're living in their tents and, and, and they're getting to relax, right? They're hanging out. We, as you know, we're, we're pretty fucking broke. All of us here talking, right? I mean, like, I, yeah. I'm sure some of us have some money in savings, but we got phone bills. We got utilities. We got mortgages and we get all this shit. And, you know, I was just looking into like, especially in 1971, apparently is when a lot of this shit really changed. Mm-hmm. And you see the wages continuously going flat when the cost of living has gone up like crazy, but our wages have gone flat. A lot of this starts when we left the gold standard under Nixon, right? I mean, this was something that I just like really looked into. And dude, uh, Scary, you were saying something that was pretty interesting. And I actually wanted to comment on this earlier about the art and about like not just the buildings, but, you know, and then you kind of expanded on it, talking about like the writing, this beautiful, like almost calligraphy type shit that these Mm -hmm. people were handwriting notes, right? Now we Mm -hmm. have auto spell in our Mm -hmm. phones, right? So instead Mm -hmm. of, instead of, you know, writing out a nice carefully thought out letter or, or whatever to somebody you're saying, uh, HBU, like, how about you? You know, and mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, all your, your, instead of spelling out a word, you're instead of Y O U, you're just doing you right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very dumbed down and, and simple. And then with architecture, even, um, and art as a whole, simple is better now, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. basic yeah. minimalism. Minimalism. minimalism yeah this is the new style of like the modern uh it's, interior it's post, it's post yeah it's postmodern. it's it's nihilistic it's anti-human it's it's a lot of things that that play into the idea a different, I yeah i mean a little bit but i mean no this have, is what yeah. we were talking about with the buildings right so if you want to anybody that hasn't i don't know you know if you've been listening to anything i've done or seen anything that summer's done or scary's done you know anything but this is just an idea of the buildings around the world, how similar they are. Singapore, Sweden, Indonesia, Ukraine, China, New Zealand, Egypt, Kenya, Brazil, Jesus. How else do you explain this? Yep. Uh, well, I mean, like someone that would be skeptical would say that this is like a style. Right. I mean, that would be like something that's that's skeptical. How would you combat that idea that it's just a style reminiscent of an era that I mean, 
That that would be. I don't believe that, but that is what a lot of people would say. With no internet, these people had no communication, and these buildings span the entire realm. Exactly mm -hmm. the same, copy paste. Yep. Sure. In, in a time I mean, when we're told that people are uncivilized, Ryan, right? These people yeah. are dirty. They've gone through the plague, and you know we're horses. told that these, yeah, horse yeah. and buggy and all that shit. I hate that excuse that people use There's on no our end. How, yeah. how do you do this without a fucking power tool? Not one power tool. Or they had electricity. And we have to acknowledge yeah, that. Yeah, I believe that there was. Yeah, I believe there was internet and power tools. And like one thing that you brought and up. And where's all the that, materials too? Right? The mining they would have to do for all mm -hmm. these materials. The fabrication. The they would have to make. You know, I mean. Well, so the, then what about Coral Castle? Like, like you brought up. Matt? Oh, that's, is that all? Is that all fake? That's an interesting thing. Hey, I don't know what to think. Because he's using Sorry, frequency, though. If, if you know, I, I'm big into the frequency. I think there is a magic to frequency. And if you can harness frequency, I think it can do things that are beyond our imagination, you know, in, in terms of levitation, you know, being able to lift objects, move objects, things like that. And, and in addition to oh. healing and all sorts of other shit that frequency can do yeah i mean like i said you know we can talk about how how the buildings got built and all this is, and that's all been really examined and mulled over and, and and really scrutinized but i think we also have to look at the at the, that that's like the, the 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 macro and we have to look at the the micro well and yeah no like, no and, how, and i'm with you because that but that like you said before the buildings and you know the star forts and the world's fairs that's how we draw people in that's how we get mm -hmm. people's attention. And that's why I respect so much what you do with your, your shorts and your videos and everything. And what summer does with her page that it gets people interested in this shit. Like mm -hmm. I never cared about buildings before. Right. Like I, I would see an old building and think that's really cool, but never be like, Oh, wow. I wonder when that was built. You know, I wonder who they say mm -hmm. built it. I wonder what the real story is and go research it. Yeah. And and that's the difference, though, is that by us doing, you know, what we're doing, we're getting people into discussion. And now you're absolutely right. Once we get enough people in there, now we got to get past the kindergarten level shit of, OK, it's not possible to build these buildings. You know, the timelines don't match up. We all know that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. But what do we do? How do we take it forward? What, what's the I'm, next? Well, yeah, right? well, the point, I, I guess the point that I was trying to make is that I'm saying they wouldn't bother building all these beautiful buildings and the people that built them wouldn't bother building them if they didn't think that the population was going to appreciate it. So now we see, the, for lack of a better term, some people understand the Kali Yuga age that we're in right now, this, this age of death. And it's like, we're going to build shit that's going to fall apart because we know that people are going to rip it apart with their culture these riots and these things and people just not taking care of things and people living in a disposable culture. So we go back to the old world and we say, well, at least somebody was willing to invest in the population to the point where that they would take care and act like good stewards to the civilization and that it was safe enough for people to walk around at night or whatever. We didn't have these kinds of crimes that we have. And so it's like how in, in Italy, they invested in art in the, during the Renaissance they invested in artists that so we have the, the Sistine chapels and the Michelangelo type thing because the church, yes, the church, whatever you can say, whatever you want about that, but that's a separate issue right now. They invested in the aesthetics of, of beauty of art 
because it it was it was rewarding. There was um, there was what's it called? Uh, what's the opposite the opposite of diminishing returns? Um, enduring renewal. There was an enduring renewal because they they built beautiful buildings. People looked at them. They said, "Oh, life is worth living. Life is beautiful. Look, we have all these beautiful things." If you start to surround people with ugly buildings and abstract art, they start to devalue life. It's like when the Roman Empire started to expand to the point where people that were born outside of that culture, they didn't appreciate it. And there's all the tales of the, 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 uh, what's it called? The mercenaries ripping the old paintings off the wall and playing dice on, on, on the street. They didn't care about the culture because the, the empire had expanded to the point where people who didn't appreciate it were forced to live with it. And they didn't see it as theirs. They didn't see any commonality with it. And that's what we're seeing now across the Western world. We're never going to have the aesthetics of the old world if we don't appreciate the work that goes into our environment. So we just build cheap buildings and the builders, the developers and the investment firms and the real estate company, they make money because it's cheaper to build. Well, so that, gets, that gets into a lot of the fires and, and natural disasters that we see, right? Sure. Were, were those real? I mean, it goes into the California wildfires these days, mm-hmm. right? How do certain areas burn and others don't? And then well, all of a sudden, well, who yeah. swoops in and gets the land? Who always I'm benefits? I'm in California. A lot of people know that I'm in California. And what I see when they have those fires is it's rural populations. It's people that want to be left alone. Now, we could go into why they don't happen in cities, obviously, because, you know, asphalt and concrete doesn't burn like a dry you know, field. But the point is, is that regardless of why, is, is the consequence. The consequence is you're burning out people who are more, for lack of a better term, leaning to the right, libertarians, nothings, just people that want to have families and grow food and live on a farm or have a dairy or an orchard or a winery for that matter. Those are the people that are being affected by these wildfires. And then in turn, we're affected. I don't know where everybody lives, but the people who don't live in rural areas are affected by the goods that those people produce and paying higher prices for wine or for cheese or for milk or for meat. And then they go into the whole bug thing. What I'm trying to say is that the old world, the regular citizens of the old world were were more dignified people because otherwise this would have never happened. This thing here in your background, the the world's fairs, they wouldn't have had a world's fair. They wouldn't have bothered doing all that stuff. Even like we'll go along with the mainstream narrative that this is all not old. Just to show Yeah, just to show you what They wouldn't build this. They wouldn't build. They wouldn't do all this grandiose thing for today's population. Today's population would piss on these walls. They would do graffiti. There'd be a fire. Somebody would want to, you know, start breaking windows and shit. They'd be so mad because the, the statue of, doesn't have a dick yeah. and tits. <laughs> well, there's, dude, no Baphomet, there's no Baphomet. There's no fucking Satan. There's no yeah. this. There's no transgender representation. I'm saying the old world people, the regular common people of this old world, okay, whatever that is, doesn't matter. There must have been some continuity between the citizens and the leadership. Otherwise, the leadership would have said, you know what? We can't do this. Every time we try to build one of these buildings, it gets destroyed before we can finish it. So what I'm saying is- What about these massive stadiums? What about these massive stadiums for sports teams and things? Yeah, and then they fall apart. so expensive. I mean, not not lately. These things are so expensive. I mean, billions and billions of dollars, and they're in capital cities usually. 
And okay, so I mean, the old so ones, what is, what taxpayer is funded though? Largely, but yeah. I mean, so, but still, but it, it doesn't matter who's paying for it. I don't think, I think that the, the fact that these are high quality buildings that are erected. They don't la- in, right. They don't, they don't last more than like 25 years. But so what do they represent, though? They have to represent something, these massive stadiums. It's not laundering. It's not money laundering. It's got to be something deeper than that. Loosh. Yeah. 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 I I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, she's right. Winter's right. Or summer. Sorry. Summer's right. She. (laughs) Winter's wrong. Summer's right. (laughs) Yeah. What it is, is it's and this ties in with the circuit with this ties in with the circuit board thing. And uh, I got a buddy and uh, quick story. I got a buddy who's a superintendent in San Francisco and he lives up there and he comes down and visits me sometimes because I, I refuse to go up there uh, to, to make the journey to, to Gamora. And he, um, <laughs> he has this really interesting idea. Like he's, he's been my best friend for like 30 years. We grew up together. And he says, um, those places are energy vortexes. Like he, lives in san francisco he thinks apartment buildings and these 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 mega condos and they they get all these people into a cell and we could say cell like energy cell like a processing unit like a cpu right and they have all this loosh all right like summer said and it's like they feed off that so when you pack tens of thousands of people into a major sports arena for a foosball game or for for basketball or whatever you get that's what you get. You get all that negative because then you got you got blue team go, red team go, and then blue team loses. So red teams happy, and blue teams, and then they they fuse that negative energy with the positive energy, and then you you get that loosh. So you get that right. with drama. But people have so much fun at these things. I think that oh, until the I, head gets smashed in. Fun, fun, yeah, man. I, that doesn't happen that often. Now, I I don't know. I mean, I think that a lot of. Uh, a lot of people love going to these things. I think that there's an overwhelming majority of people that and enjoy that's fine. their experience. That's fine. I'm not trying. I'm not taking a stance that I'm like some. I, I love athleticism, but I do not think that major sports is anything but a business. Oh sure. And I'll I'll even go as far to say that that shit's rigged. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, a lot of things are rigged for sure, and it's tough to know where the line of like reality versus. Um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there you go. But what you have, what you would have had here in Mexico is you would have had thousands of people all working together as a community, creating energy. And then you see it's a it's technology copies nature. In other words, our brain, our brain is is the is the hard drive, but it's also the processing unit. And then our well, organs, our, our endocrine system, that's all circuitry, our blood. We, we're not, I'm not going to say we're machines because that's, I, I, I can't go that far. But what I am going to say is that we were intelligently designed. And then we, as a people through technology started to, what did we do? We copied what was most familiar. So we copied us. We said a, a robot is going to be like us. We don't have to make them look human. We choose to make them human to advance singularity, to break down the uncanny valley. We make robots and cyborgs and automatons look human. Or like animals, like Boston Dynamics, they don't have to make those robo dogs to hunt people down or whatever they're going to use them for. I'm not sure you guys are familiar with the the footage of those robot things and they can jump and do all that shit. And they do have to make them now. Because, (laughs) 
No, but, but, but why do they make them look like four-legged animals? Because they're copying nature, because nature is perfect. And to, and to humanize them, right? It's like the, uh, yeah. not, not necessarily humanizing, but to make it look like something that humans can relate to. If it was a, yeah. if it was a, a, a rectangle going down the street, people would right. relate to it. But since it's a dog yeah. walking on four legs, yeah. you know, this but, dumb part of our mm-hmm. brains is like, oh, we but, like these things. We like but let's dogs. go, but let's go back to the old world. We didn't have these, these horrible things. We had all this beauty and energy. We didn't have surveillance. Like, where's the evidence that we had, that there was like mass surveillance in the old world? Where's there evidence that we could have used this ancient technology to monitor people or to hunt them down? And, and, and where's the prisons? Okay, like we got these insane asylums, but we know that the insane asylums were palaces that they stuffed the people into like in Salt Lake City didn't make any sense to have a, 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 a insane asylum for a population of 400 people. Yep. So why they build a huge insane asylum outside of Salt Lake City out there in Provo? Maybe those like, were the apartments back then. Yeah. <laughs> they were something, but the they, started stu- they started stuffing them with crazy people. But what if those crazy people were the people that remembered what it was like before? Well, and that's that's a whole different, you know, mm-hmm. argument, right? scary i mean you look at what they did in the 18 the late 1850s into the early 1900s and you had like you're saying you had all of a sudden this rise of asylums at the same time mm-hmm. as you had a rise in world fairs which mm-hmm. if anyone looks into world fairs and has and i got a couple podcasts on them but from 1851 until 1915 these things were straight indoctrination camps they would they would show you beautiful buildings like behind me and then inside they would show you the industrial age tech that they were bringing in and these people would get diplomas for graduating from you know the world fairs and and it was you know they were orphans there were there were um incubator babies and and what we're seeing is this giant massive reshuffling of humanity of the population and like you're saying the asylums came in at all this same time as there was orphan trains so where did all these orphans come from where a lot of their parents obviously died from disease and coming over here from europe is a lot of the stories but a lot of their parents were locked up in asylums because Mm -hmm. why because likely they didn't go along with the new narrative they weren't adjusting and and they knew too much about the old way right Maybe and there was children. What's oh, that? Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's it's one of those where there's so much. The 1800s is such a fascinating time. But, but, yeah, Summers, but Summers said maybe they didn't get the vaccine or the inoculations at the time. Who knows? No, I agree, though. And yeah. they put kids, they put kids, they put. They take it away. Yeah. They didn't. They, and they put. Yeah. It happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. And they put kids in those in those insane asylums too. Yeah, because there were orphanages. Spir- well, they're spirited kids. There's kids that had that had gumption and they had a, a fire in their belly. You know, and that's and that's something that, you know, we didn't see in the in the depictions of, of the old world, the art, the, the architecture, the technology. It paints a picture that there might have actually been some level of civility that was able, like I said, to create these things because now you have a state of unrest 
And so the old world to me doesn't just represent these old, big, beautiful buildings. It paints a picture that, that life was cherished and respected more. And there was way less nihilism and anti-human. Like we have right now this uh, concept of that we shouldn't have children, that we shouldn't eat meat, that we shouldn't drive, that we shouldn't turn the thermostat over 66 degrees Fahrenheit. What are they trying? They're trying to dehumanize us. They're trying to get us used to the idea of being dehumanized. And then what is their plan? Their plan is probably to start building shit like this again for the people that they deem to be worthy of it. You and know, how do they we, do it scary, right? How do they do it? They do it with these constant lies, right? And hiding the past and and deceiving us and not deceiving those who see, but misleading folks down a certain path like they did for the past two years. I mean, how many people did they lead down a certain path telling them this is the way to go? When in reality, if you knew, did any of your own work, you mm-hmm. knew that you were getting taken to the slaughterhouse if you were following that direction. What I'm trying to say is, do you think that the Tartarians, the Hyborians, the Atlanteans, that any of these advanced civilizations were telling their people, their breeding age, their family rearing age citizens to go and get hysterectomies and bisectomies and to chop their genitals off for the greater good of the planet? or for the greater good of the social, you know, uh, public, the court of public opinion or what nonsense. You would never have what we would consider an intelligent, advanced civilization. If that was what the the people were dictating, if the, if the Western world right now, if the United States of America, if Europe had any respect for its citizens, they would not be approving of, of, of all this basically genocide that's happening to certain people and that's how they're doing it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a quiet weapon for a silent war. They don't need to shoot people if they can get us all drugged up and, and get us all twisted in the head to the point where we don't want to have children. We don't even want to have normal sex anymore. We just want to fucking sit in a chair and have uh, endorphins, you know, pumped into our, you know, throw some goggles with a, on with a right? VR headset, you yeah. know, oh, okay. <laughs> that, that didn't happen in the old world In the old world, people are outside enjoying nature enjoying God's gift of life, in my opinion, as a Christian, I believe it's a gift from God. Uh, And we were experiencing nature and family and love and respect. Yeah, there was war and there was conflict. You know, that's going to happen. It's the way it is. But generally, like, as I'm, you know, kind of pointing out to myself at this point, because I'm kind of just, you know, going here, like off the rails. I really think I and I hope some people agree with me, I'm onto something with this idea that we would not be able to have a beautiful old world without beautiful old minds. Not, not in not in today's mindset. No, the, the, well, the, the soul isn't there. Right. I, I mean, and that's what I feel it is. I we don't deserve it. We don't. Deserve yeah. it. And I'm not speaking for myself. I'm saying as a general, you know, the popular word, we may be experiencing a short age of Satan or we may be experiencing a, a sort of Kali Yuga you know, different religions and different cultures have different names for the same thing. And it's this age of neglect. And that brings me to the other point about the old world is why did these things fall apart? Why did we stop taking care of them? We shouldn't Probably even because have we were actually getting to the point where we are now as a society where, where we're not, mm-hmm. I don't think that we were necessarily as a human race, just like automatically because time was, was old. I don't think that these people were just connected to nature. They probably got to similar to a similar point of where we are now, where they were obsessed with technology 
and the shit and they started maybe they started building these beautiful buildings and then shit started falling apart because they were getting obsessed with artificial structures like these beautiful buildings rather than nature i mean it's kind of it seems kind of um like an oxymoron or like just a, a contradiction a little bit yeah to yeah. me so it's like the tower like people, the tower of babel yeah people are building these crazy cities and these beautiful structures and and but you know we're, we're kind of assuming that because it was you know the past that they were more in tune with nature I would actually say they probably weren't if they were if they were doing these things that we don't even understand today. They probably had some hyper understanding of technology that we just probably I mean, like, you know, people like us will never understand. And I mean, it's not like these are Lincoln log buildings and things like that. Right. These are insane. So I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm laying that out properly, but I just feel like. Uh, well, I think I think, yeah, I think you're right to a certain extent. But if that's true, then we're way worse than them right now. Oh, I, yeah. No, yeah. don't get me wrong, dude. We're we're so we've been led astray. Bad, bad, bad. But I don't think that just because these people were living in this certain time, they were more advanced necessarily. You know, because if, if we're saying that these people were more advanced because they had these beautiful buildings and they had this understanding of this technology. They might've been even more asleep than we are today to a certain uh, extent. Yeah. I, I'm what I'm trying to say is I think that the, the, the buildings and the layout of the city, the grid, the, the fountains, the statues and all that, that's a, um, I wouldn't say symptom because that has a negative connotation, but it's a result of people behaving in a way that they deserved and that they could actually nurture that to, to a point where we're not like, if we look at it, like um, if we go back to the hunter gatherer days, like we're just literally trying to bash each other's skulls in with rocks and eat raw meat. And that that's cool too. You know, that's got us to where we are now, but I don't think that we would have moved past that if we didn't have some divine uh, in my opinion, you know, it's what separates us from animals from, from the beasts of the earth is, is intellect the idea of understanding abstract notions, you know, existentialism, that's the soul speaking to us, yeah, you know, yeah. and people say, well, animals are sentient. They have feelings. They have all this. They do. I'm not some monster that thinks that it's okay to torture animals or anything like that, but I also am of the mind that there's a hierarchy. And sure. I think that, yep. you know, there's certain people who say, Oh, we could go back to the old ways of the um, Aboriginal people. You wouldn't like it you wouldn't like existing in a world without the wheel, you know, and there's, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. cultures that, and there's cultures that still haven't invented the wheel. We keep giving them the outside, the modern world, the Western world, whatever you want to call it, keep giving them a wheel. And then they break the wheel and then we give them some more wheels, but they can't make the wheel. We can't, that's, can't what, we've, that's the, what we've run into with these buildings is we can't make that wheel anymore. Right. We could, but why would let's see that's what I'm trying to get at is do we deserve these like we don't no we, we don't function like that. Yeah, we can barely keep look at Los Angeles, look at San Francisco, look at Chicago. Chicago's about to enact a no bail policy for everything except for first degree murder. That means if you rape somebody, fine. you're yeah. out. You're out. No bail. Hey, I, I don't mean to cut us off here, but we're going on two hours and I okay. really gotta get out of here. Um, All right. I got it early AM. I would uh, love, okay. can we, can we do this again in a couple weeks? Sure. I'd love to. Yeah, no, this, I feel like we're scratching the surface on this stuff. It's this always is, scratching the surface. 
Yeah, this is one of those where I have a list of things, you know, like we we can go into some of the different technology, you know, the Antiquitech, some of the free energy things and how we think they work. Um, Well, actually, I got it. I got it. I'm going to get it. Somebody's going to bring over a Tibetan Thunderbolt for me. So maybe I'll have that. I'm not going to I don't mess around, but we can. The fuck is that shit? Look it up. Look it up. It's yeah, it's cool. I, I wouldn't. He, he, he's, he got it. He got it from. He got it from Tibet. So, you know, Jeez. I don't know. He says he says it's like from back from at least the eighteen hundreds or something. But it's a, it's an old world fidget spinner. Yeah, they're wild. It's uh, supposed okay. to create energy or something. You get it like and it goes and it spins around. I don't know. Yeah, it's supposed to be able to create energy in your hand. It's yeah. wild. So yeah, I'm gonna, Yeah, yeah. So, so all right, scary. Okay. Let the yeah. people know where they can find you. Uh, Instagram is at mudflood memes. There's uh, the YouTube channel, old scary world. And then there's oldscaryworld.com If you want to support by you know purchasing some merchandise, I have some unique kind of weird clothing. And then if you go to the Instagram, there's one of those little multi-link things. I'll take you to everything else, telegram chat, so on and so forth. I'm on Twitter. I think, um, you know, just search old scary world and you'll probably find it. Go follow old scary. He does the best. I love your compilations, man. There's nothing better. When I see one pop up on YouTube, I'm like, yes, another day, another good video. So thank, thank you, you, man, for all the work you do. And thank you for joining us tonight. You're very welcome. Summer, thank you. Oh, you survived. You, you made it through the first like, one. My first official, yes. Yes. Well, thank you for making us the uh the host of the first one so where can everybody find you uh tatarian on instagram um i'm also that conspiracy chick 2.0 on instagram as well um telegram too i'm everywhere come find me nice and we gotta get you a podcast eventually we're getting there yes nice excellent well thank you so much summer i appreciate it thank you man brian what do you got for us yeah, I was just here to learn on this one. This was great. Uh, it feels like uh, I got to talk with three experts on this, you know, it, it, and I know that it's kind of weird probably to call yourselves experts on this, but compared to me, I mean, you guys know a ton about this stuff. So it's it was fun to sit in on and ask a couple of stupid questions probably, but I appreciate uh, the, the spreading of knowledge here. I'd like to hear more from you, Summer, for sure, like about your thoughts on this stuff. No, it's your first one, but yeah, no, it's it's probably hard to get it word in edgewise over three yeah, dudes exactly. that are talking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the, uh, awesome, and this is a great idea, man. Awesome, awesome idea, and uh, hearing like old scary's thoughts and and obviously summer's thoughts are dope. So fun stuff. But what about you, dude? Anything new? No, I like this idea, and we're gonna do it again next week. But we're gonna do it with Hollow Earth and Flat Earth. Is that going to work out? Uh, I hope so, man. I've got two people lined up that really want to talk opposite ends, and I'm really looking forward to it. So hopefully. I got my fingers crossed. I'm Team Hollow Earth 1,000%. Nice. I will nice. say that. I'm day. Team I don't give a fuck. So I don't give a fuck either, but yeah. I'll, I'll just say let's go hollow just because it's crazier. 
Yeah, I just what I, I liked it because it was in the Kong versus Godzilla movie. That's about it. That that was a, such a cool concept of them floating down through upside down to get there, and then everything's all fuck. Yeah, it's beyond. And my a bug's realm. life. A bug's life is my favorite yep. Hollow Earth movie. Well, that's one of the sure. best wake up movies ever. I mean, fuck if you yeah. it, that delivers the message right there. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is awesome, dude. What are you up to though over there? Uh, nothing. I actually, I unfortunately, Casey, who couldn't make it tonight, him and I are gonna, uh, we got a series coming up on uh, bullshit San Francisco on, <laughs> you know, the, the fair, just the history of it, you know, the whole gold rush into the fairs, into the earthquake, fire, destruction. I mean, they built that thing and burnt it down so many times. It just doesn't make any sense. So, and he he's there on the ground there. So and uh, he's looked at one of the buildings that's from like the 1915 World Fair that was supposedly temporary. And he's like taking pictures next to the thing. And the thing is just monstrous. It's the Palace of Fine Arts. Anybody that's wondering in San Francisco. I've, I've been there. Yeah. I and can, he's standing like next to one of those like pine cone type things. And if you look at a picture of it, the pine cone looks like it's maybe a couple feet tall. It's like a seven, eight foot tall pine cone. And then mm-hmm. it makes you look at the whole building and it's like, holy shit. And supposedly it was temporary. Then then they tore it down yeah. and made it permanent. You and... know, one of the reasons, just because you brought it up, I just want to mention it really quick, because they said they tore it down and they rebuilt it. If they tore it down and rebuilt it, then why did they put the swastikas back on it? Yeah, because exactly. It was built, After... it was, it was re- supposedly rebuilt in 1964. Yep. Don't you think that they could have omitted those? Yep. I mean, I'm not it, saying that, the, you know, that there was a reason to, because we know that that's an ancient you know, symbol and all that stuff. But the connotations post-World War II, San Francisco, why did they choose to put those back up? Well, they yeah, like to just keep history easy. accurate. That's why. You know? Yeah, like, right. Like Maybe. Yeah, we them. don't yeah, tear I mean, down I, statues or anything these days. Yeah, yeah they, don't, they don't change any of that shit, dude. <laughs> just believe what you see. No, yeah. uh, you got to tie the Pelosi's into that San Francisco episode somehow in Goat Hill Pizza. That oh, evil Jesus pizza Christ, you and your you and your fucking pizza and your obsession with Nancy Saddlebags Pelosi. You I gotta tie, hey, dude, I guarantee you she's related to these evil fucks, man. Oh, yeah, they're all tied in, man. Newsome. They're all, they're all part of the Getty. They're all part of the Getty family. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. So there you go. And Excellent, Gavin guys. Newsom. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. We will definitely do this one again because this is my this has been my favorite Monday Night Masturbators by far. Um, and hopefully people like it. So uh, everybody out there, stay strong and question everything. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the... So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in 
how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing.